Hare Krishna. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Make Japa Great Again. One of the pillars of maintaining a discipline is to know what's in it for you. And the same is true for the discipline of chanting daily japa. So on the way over, I was just filling in this section of a small piece I'm writing called Getting to 16 Rounds. And it's under the heading of Know What's In It For You. And I'll just read a couple paragraphs. Fresh off the presses. Uh, want to hear something life-changing? A God brother and friend asked me as we sat down for lunch one day at the Govardhan Ashram. Yes, please, I replied. He leaned toward me, placing his left hand on the floor. Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he continued, and he's not only all-powerful, but he's also all-merciful. He went on, if he were all-powerful, but not all-merciful, we'd be in trouble. And if he were all-merciful, but not all-powerful, then what could he do for us? His point was that Krishna is all-good. He wants to help us in every way, and he's the one person who can help us. Then why isn't my life better than it is, people often ask. Srila Prabhupada explains, the sun is equal toward all, and one simply has to take advantage of it. The sunshine is available, but if we close our doors and want to keep ourselves in darkness, that's our decision. Similarly, Krishna is everywhere. Krishna is for everyone, and Krishna is ready to accept us as soon as we surrender. But how can I surrender? How may I take advantage of the sunshine? And exactly what's in it for me are often the next questions. The answer is that by chanting your daily 16 rounds of japa, you place yourself directly in the sunshine of Krishna's grace. And here's a summary list of what's in it for those who do. Chanting daily 16 rounds makes you happy, fulfills your desires, relieves your distress, revives your personal, intimate, loving relationship with Krishna, infuses you with Krishna's spiritual qualities, invites good fortune, follows the acharyas, and transports you to the spiritual world. It's not a bad list, right? <laughs> so one point is that the mind's always looking for something to embedder oneself with. Uh, what, what am I going to get from this? And reminding ourselves on a regular basis from hearing what's the benefit of chanting 16 rounds is helpful. That's my point. Any comment? Hare Krishna. Thank you, Guru Maharaj, for this wonderful and uh, very helpful list. I was hearing once um, a very great motivational speaker previously I used to hear, and he, he used to say that more the list of why you should do it, um, why you should do something, more the list you have, um, more the points you have for why you should do something, more enthusiastic you will be. And um, yeah, and following that, I, I made a flashcard, like why here? And I made so many points, I made many points that why I should do hearing, and it really helped me. So this. It's also very nice that you gave us so many points that how it can help you. 
So thank you so much. Thank you. I'd love to see your list. <laughs> One more? Yes. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Maharaj. Hare Krishna. So Maharaj, a quick question. First of all, thank you very much for a very a strong inspiration for the reinforcing uh, some very unique points. How does the quality of the 16 rounds factor into all this? I have often noticed that uh, if I look at quality as a function of the which round I am in, it perhaps increases after the first two rounds, stays at a good level, then comes down. <laughs> and how does one maintain that? Uh, any any practical tips on? how to do the japa so that all 16 rounds tend to be of a good quality. That's something that everyone who's practicing something has to find a formula for. For instance, people who study for exams learn what's best for them. Is it good for them to go to the library so nobody can call them? and they know that there's no other distraction. There's no distraction there. Uh, they turn off their phone and so forth. And similarly, when we do the japa chanting, we have to honestly look and see what's the best environment for me to be in and what actually helps me the most. And it's very individual. So good to attend to that and find out when am I chanting my best japa and try to reproduce the same circumstances. And the, yes, the last one is online, and it's Naima Sharnya. Hare Krishna Maharaj, Dhanwad Pranam, Krishna Prabhupada. Thank you so much for sharing how Krishna is loving to everybody, and the analogy of how the sun's rays is just flowing everywhere. We need to take the mercy. And I was also thinking about you know, how Bhakti Vinod Thakur has shared that of all the 14 planetary systems, you know, the best thing to do is for us to just sit here and chant our japa. Thank you so much for sharing this. Yes, the reason I people like Amazon Prime, they think, I'm going to sit here, I could have whatever I want, and all I have to do is sign up. And that's the Amazon Prime principle. That, well, how do I get everything that I want and not have to go anywhere? It's like, chant 16 rounds. Then Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, there's nothing else to be had. It's all right there. You just have to be a member. So we can give it some special name to remind people about how when you sign up for your 16 rounds a day, there, it's, someone come up a name with a name this morning for the Amazon Prime of devotional service. So let's try. And just remember that the simple formula is be aware that you're chanting. Because if we're aware that we're chanting, that means that we're paying attention to the chanting. It's also possible to be chanting and be aware of something else. And good japa, quality japa, means keep bringing your awareness back to this fact that right now I'm chanting and there's nothing else to do. Hare Krishna. Just want to make a last few points. That in the Chaitanya Bhagavad, Vrindavan Das Thakur, in a 
section about the importance of chanting Hare Krishna talks about the rarity of having a human tongue. And I was just thinking while chanting that the, the tongue is, although it's fairly adroit human tongue, it's still fairly clumsy. It takes a lot of work and concentration to actually pronounce the syllables in the mantra over and over again without slurring. Have you ever noticed that? If you don't pay particular attention, if you're not like a one of those gymnasts who are very careful on the parallel bars, like one foot in front of the next, and then practice that, then the tongue will start saying something else if we're not careful. And even though it's clumsy, it's much better than a deer's tongue or a monkey's tongue or because monkeys are just <coughs> and the dogs <laughs> and the, all the different creatures he goes through and lists, not all of them, but he gives a, a representative list of all the other animals that have tongues and he says a problem with that, Hare Krishna Bhagavata Shari Prabhu thank you for coming, my obeisance the problem is that they they can't pronounce Hare Krishna. And that's one thing to be grateful for, is to have a human tongue and to be able to pronounce uh, the syllables of the holy name again and again and mention and just uh, say the, the name of Krishna. And then one other point I just wanted to reiterate from last time is there are various stages of chanting. It can be helpful to know and recognize the symptoms of each stage and in one of the ways of seeing the three major stages of chanting, the first stage is a medicinal stage. And when we're taking medicine, we can expect that we're not perfect. And we may notice, for instance, that oh, I have material desires and I'm chanting. But I was thinking about the magic of medicine is even though I have some ailment, I'm given a little pill and then I'm not even sure what's in it. But I do trust that it came from years of research, trials, clinical trials, and that somebody somewhere knows what they're doing. And that it's in, a, in the right quantity. And then if I take it, I'm going to get better. And an example of that, the errant desires that I have, I was thinking of how Krishna mentions in, in the fifth canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam about if a devotee has material desires and takes the medicine, then Krishna takes those material desires and he makes them spiritual. He transforms them in a similar way medicine does its magic. It balances out something that's wrong in our bodies and makes us whole again so we can have trust in taking the Mahamantra as medicine even when we feel that I'm, I shouldn't even be chanting because I'm so imperfect. And then the next stage is the nourishing stage, and nourishing means to sustain something. And at a certain point, we'll come to an understanding or a feeling that I'm maintaining my existence, and I'm staying in a reasonable, reasonably steady state of spiritual practice because I'm chanting. And then later, much later, comes the relishing stage where one's able, when one hankers to chant Hare Krishna, can't stop chanting Hare Krishna and looks forward to it. 
And those stages come one after the other. And Shraddha Ratir Bhakti, as it's described in the Shastra, there's always this, these stages if one stays steady at, at chanting 16 rounds. Any last comments, reflections, your experience in chanting this morning, a revelation? Mayapur Prabhu? Oh, I thought you were indicating. Hi, Krishna Prabhu. Um, I was, uh, we were recently reading the Shikshashtakam verses, and um, where Mahaprabhu says, You guide them, Nimishena. Like, um, I'm, um, each moment feels like 12 years or more. Um, I was just reflecting on that, how, how is it possible that each moment to be 12? And um, I was thinking that when, when you're in some pain, then the clock doesn't move. Like, you're just stuck at that point, even though you want the clock to go faster. So Mahaprabhu was in separation, so much of separation from Krishna, um, that in the mood of Radharani, that he's thinking that even that one moment of separation is like so long. So I just thought like the quick reflection that came in uh, while I was chanting today that how Mahaprabhu was chanting in the mood that I want to chant, I, I want to do this, but um, it was longer, it was very long. So, Thank you very much, Malini. Shrimati Tulsi Maharani Ki Jai. That can go on the list of uh, feelings of in, in the relishing stage, right? You forget what time it is or, you've, or you're seeing one minute as many years. I was just reflecting on the point of the tongue and how grateful we should feel about us getting the human form of life and more so coming in the Sankirtan movement and being somehow being part of the Sankirtan movement. And I was just reflecting like we have to take advantage of this moment and try to make this lifetime successful. Thank you so much, Gurudev. Yeah, that's a, one of the symptoms that somebody's advancing. Srila Prabhupada mentions, uh, uh, excuse me, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said to Sanatana Goswami that when you don't want to waste a minute, there's a narta kalatvam, that there's a avyarta kalatvam, means that the, the sense that even one moment cannot be wasted is a symptom of bhava, or that the, the heart's becoming softened. Last word? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Uh, thank you for reminding the positive aspect of the tongue. As I said, tongue is a radar for a life. And I've personally seen, uh, I have created a lot of mess in my life because of using the tongue in the wrong way. And this is a very timely reminder. Thank you so much that the real or the correct usage of the tongue is the holy name of chanting, chanting the holy name. Thank you. Yeah, it's our rudder. Whatever way the tongue goes, that's the way our life goes. Dear Srila Prabhupada, Dear Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Sri Sri Panchatapva, Sri Sri Radhamanan Mohan, Sri Sri Lakshmi Shringadev, please empower us to use our tongues to always chant the holy names. Thank you for considering our request. Om Tat Sat. Everyone agrees with this prayer. Please say Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.